everyone, welcome back to the Spiritual Nomad podcast and YouTube channel. Today I want to talk to you about three elements for a divine life. So let's just jump right into what these three elements are. I got my handy dandy whiteboard with me here today to uh, help give a little visual. So if you're listening to the podcast, I'm sorry that you can't see this right now, uh, but this neat little square uh, whiteboard is going to help me out here today. So first and foremost, the elements of a divine life, first and foremost is meditation. So for me, what meditation has done in my life is it has helped me to clear out anything that could be in the way, any preconceived notions that I have of God, of myself, of my world, of my circumstance or situation. Meditation releases all of that. It absolutely clears the foundation uh, so that something new can come up. That's what it's really about. See, the divine is something that is uh, over and above this physical world, the spirit and the flesh, the ego and the true self. It's this sort of higher kingdom reality. Paul says, set your mind above where Christ is seated. And if we're going to put on a sort of new vantage point, a new mind, a new perspective or lens, we need to rid ourselves and release ourselves of the current perspective, lid, paradigm, lid, lens, paradigm, whatever it might be. And so meditation, we enter into meditation to release, to let go, to surrender to everything in the moment, right here and right now. And so many times we, you know, uh, think of meditation just as simply, um, you know, something that we're going to do just in and of itself. And sometimes that is very true. We, we just meditate because we need to ground ourselves in the ground of being. We need to release any of these, you know, uh, projections of the ego and what have you. And, and that's exactly what we do. And sometimes that's it. That's all we need to do. We just need to sit in the naked now in the present moment. But I would say a divine life is taking it even further than that. It's now going into another level that we absolutely engage in that way in meditation. And then once we begin to go into that stage of meditation where we're releasing everything and we're purging and we're allowing that smoke screen to dissipate, now we move into the second place of prayer. And to bring a little understanding to prayer, many of us, if you've come from the Christian faith, you have... Uh, probably a little bit different idea of prayer than what I would suggest and what I would believe Jesus would suggest. And so prayer isn't like yelling at your teenage kid laying on the couch during summer break, like, get up, do something now, you gotta make something happen. That's typically how uh, Protestant Christians, charismatic Christians approach God in prayer. We are yelling at him to do something that we want him to do. I would suggest that isn't prayer, right? Because you're bringing your own agenda to God and sort of manipulating him to have some sort of impact on whatever it is that you think should be a way that it isn't. Um, and so what prayer in this way is, is it's out of meditation, it's out of releasing all of that, it's out of you know just letting go of all of the things that you think should be and then now this prayer turns into more of what I think it should be is a, a dialogue with the divine. This turns into a conversation. This turns into something that is not 
just projecting your things on God, but rather asking some particular questions in a dialogue as a good dialogue should be. It should be like more like tennis, right? Like I serve and I hit it to you and then you bounce it back to me and it's this back and forth volley. And I think that's more like prayer because that's more like just good dialogue with any relationship that you are in. And so in that place where I've released everything, I enter into that place of prayer and then I say, Spirit, what do you want to bring to me in this moment without judgment, without any sort of agenda, without anything like that on our side? Spirit, what do you want to highlight to me? What is an area that I need to be awakened to that I, I have not seen? Uh, what is uh, about this situation? I think you could even bring up specific situations. Maybe there's something happening in your life that you really need to seek a higher guidance for. This is a great time to do that, but you've meditated, you've released all the things, you're ready to receive real information, wisdom, and knowledge from the Spirit above. And that's where meditation is crucial to come first. You're removing yourself and prayer is asking, God, give me a higher vantage point. Give me a spiritual lens right now in XYZ, or even just in general, or even just for the day. Lord, what, what's, my, what's my mission for today? What's, what's something to do today? Sometimes it's, you know, just sit in that meditation place. There's nothing. Just be. It's good. Other times, it could be God speaking to particular situations, circumstances. It could be even giving you inspiration and insight. You know, maybe you're an artist, you're a musician, you're a business person, whatever. God could be giving you and downloading to you insight when you ask the questions in prayer. And then you begin to have this dialogue. As you sense what the Spirit is saying, you begin to repeat that back to God. God, I, I, I sense you leading me in this direction. I sense that you're doing this. And you begin to have a sense of discernment from, uh, you know, just what is, I, I, I'm hesitant to say right and wrong. I don't want to say right and wrong, but you begin to navigate where the grace is. Maybe that's a better way. You navigate where the grace is in prayer. You ask the questions. You're calm. You're listening. You're sensing what's intuitively happening within you. And then now you begin to navigate where the grace is. And that's where prayer is. And then out of that is the third place is power. And I know for many of us, especially if you're coming outside of like a more of a Pentecostal or charismatic expression of Christianity, you're just thinking about just like power, like, you know, laying people out in the spirit power. And I'm saying that I'm not saying that that is bad, wrong, or indifferent. Um, I'm just saying that this is more of a, a deep-seated identity power. That I have released my ego. I have released my smoke screens. I have encountered the divine in a dialogue. I've gotten some sense of guidance, of grace, and now I'm going to be an impactful change agent in the world for good, for all humanity. And that is where this power is so important. That I think a divine life is not just simply sitting in meditation, is not simply sitting in prayer, but it is having some sort of meaningful, tangible impact in the world out of a higher vantage point, right? It's not out of the ego, it's out of the higher vantage point. Jesus, he went into the desert, he got his identity, and then he immediately after he 
was uh, released the ego and entered into his divine calling. He called disciples to himself who left everything, who left their business and their fathers and their spouses even, and went and followed Jesus. And what's the first thing that they went and they did together as they went from town to town teaching and healing. They were moving in a place of power. They were doing something, even the Buddha. If uh, you know that is a more appealing narrative to you at this point in your spiritual journey, the Buddha he left everything. He left his royal place and he went and he became enlightened, sitting under the Bodhi tree, and was aware of his true nature, of his true self. And out of that place, then he went and preached and teached, and he did that for more than forty years. He was preaching and teaching this message of engaging your true self. That's a power, that's a place of power that came from a place of prayer and meditation. And so we are invited to be a power in the world for good. We are invited to make some sort of tangible impact in the lives of other people because it's all about people then entering back into this cycle. As we move in a place of power, we're inviting people to release who they think they are, who uh, the, the things that have been put on them, and to enter into the place of freedom and liberation in the spirit and the true self, and get some sense of understanding for who they are in God, and then they go and live in the world in some unique particular way for them. And that is this cycle. But many of us, we don't get down here to the power place. Because for whatever reason, we're fearful, we're scared. We're scared to have that sort of um, place in this life. We don't want to feel manipulative to other people, but it's not manipulative if you already know who you are and if the divine has approved you and has given you a sense of grace for whatever it is. Now you're not a manipulator. You are walking into something that God already has set up for you for good for the good of humanity, for the good of this world, for yourself, for the advancement of the kingdom of God um, in the Jesus narrative, right? It's the kingdom of God that brings liberation and freedom and hope and fulfillment. And that comes from us walking out our power from the prayer and meditation that we have done. And I wanna encourage us to do that, to actually be uh, living into places of power, uh, to see change happen. Because I don't know about you, but for me, it's been deeply meaningful and impactful for me to live through this and to get to this place of power in my life um, and to do it out of a place of true grace and to do it out of a place where it is not my ego trying to bolster. It's sensing what the Spirit is doing. Jesus said, I can only see what my Father in heaven is doing and I do His will. And we get to that place of power. That's where that place of power is. We say, I'm just yielding. I'm surrendering. I'm submitting myself to this greater ultimate reality, kingdom of God, pure life, whatever you might want to call it. And I'm living into that. And we ask God to reveal that to us in our prayer and meditation practice. So in recap, meditation is clearing the playing field it's releasing it's sitting on the bank of the river and watching all of the things just float right past us so that we can have a sense of clarity without agenda or anything of our self or ego 
And then we move into prayer where it's this divine dialogue where we learn to ask questions and hear in discernment for grace and for guidance. And then we move in a place of power in this life, on this physical plane of reality, bringing a higher consciousness, a higher reality, a kingdom reality into this world. So these are elements for me that has helped me live into greater depths of my divine life. And I'm curious about for you, what would you add to this list? What would you, uh, you know, make comments on about these three things? Uh, I'm very curious. So be sure to comment um, and join me on Instagram, YouTube, if you're listening to this and comment. I'm curious about your ideas about what make a divine life. So thank you and uh, we'll see you on the next video.